Do you know the number one fear we have as men in relationships? What blocks us from deeper intimacy and lasting love? Well, there are three big ones. The fear of losing myself, the fear of being inadequate, but the biggest one at the root of it all is the fear of rejection and loss. That's what Alex, the first man I ever mentored, was facing. His partner was threatening to leave him and take his child to another country. Ugh. How did Alex overcome this core fear? Enough to be growing a stronger, truer, and deeper marriage every day. You can find out next in episode two. This love can never be lost. Welcome to The Compass, Adventures in Mentoring Men. These aren't just remarkable peak moments and short stories of success, but potent morsels, soulful tales of men facing real challenges as told through the eyes of a mentor. Identifying info has changed to protect the privacy of men and their families in these digitally precarious times. As you listen, may you be enlightened, moved, and most of all, Begin to trust the compass of your own wild and wise heart. This is the story of Alex, the first man that I officially mentored. He came to me desperate, looking for help with his marriage. And I wasn't very secure in my marriage at that time. I didn't have deep roots like I do now. And I was used to being the therapist, seeing men and women and families. There's something different about Alex, the way he asked me. It started years ago when we were at a workshop. We struck up a conversation. We talked for almost an hour. There was a spark of potential friendship. And then he went, traveled the world. Years later, years later, I get an email from Alex. I barely remember him, but he reminds me of how we met. And he liked to chat. So we struck up a conversation on the phone. So many things in common. And then he gets to the the urgent part. My marriage is falling apart. We have a two-year-old son. She wants to take him and go back to South America, her home country. I can't, I can't, I can't lose her, he says. Can you help me with that? Can I hire you? I know you're a therapist. I saw your website. I feel confident. I've shopped around. I don't feel trust like I do with you. There's something about you, David. I felt it years ago. You were the first person I thought of. And instantly, in my gut, I was like, oh, God, I can't. I don't know. Um, Then I leaned on my professional acumen, my skills, my decade and a half of experience at the time. Uh, Sure, okay, I've got the the skill. Even if I'm struggling at times in my marriage, I've got the skills to help this man. There was something in his voice 
in his vulnerability, in his trust, and that sense of that spark. I thought, I, I want to be closer to this man. I'd like to maybe become friends with him. And I know that's not, that's not okay for a therapist to cross those lines. So I said I would sleep on it. And then we spoke again the next day because his, his need was urgent. And I felt, I felt fear and then courage. Wanted to do this for a long time. I had mentored other men informally here and there as a sensei in martial arts and Aikido and the mats, as a teacher, as a supervisor. But this was different. This could get really messy. This could go wrong in so many ways. And yet there was a certainty, a, a grounded ease that told me I could love this man. His path might be a long path, and I'd like to see how far I can go with him, where he needs to go. So I started to talk about something that I was just, at the time, yearning for myself. I said, you know what, Alex? I can't be your therapist. But maybe, maybe I can be a sort of like a mentor, relationship mentor and life mentor. And, and you wanted help with his business also, with his creative work and with his spiritual practice and with his physical health and all of these areas that I'm passionate about. Maybe I could do my best to show up for you in these places in your life. And we could make an arrangement where you pay for my time so I can take care of being present with you and devote the care and attention and bring all of my skills, all of my experience. And his heart leapt. He uh, got so excited. He's like, that's, that's exactly what I want. I don't really want a therapist. And, and this is more than what a life coach can do. I don't, I don't think a life coach can help me with this. And she doesn't want to go to couples therapy. So it's an easy yes for me. I, I'm, I'm so excited. When can we start? Well, we started right away. The next day, we booked our first session and went for a walk. And I have to say, I made a lot of mistakes. Looking back, now I, I've brought this up with Alex over the years that we've known each other, the, the stumbles, the ways that I, I could have done more. And he, he laughs and tells me, no, that, that's, that was good. That's what I needed at the time. That's what I was ready for. But I can't help but think about those first few weeks and months, what he was going through. His wife was a passionate woman from South America. They had met traveling on a spiritual journey together. And coming back to Canada, it was hard for her. It was hard for them. And having a new child, being sleep deprived, and being in work, both of them, that is very creative and precarious to find ways to be sustaining. There were a lot of stressors, a lot of challenges pulling at them. But the thing that brought Alex to my door was this sense that he could lose her and his son. That when they fought, they fought about stupid stuff. And, 
And when she expressed this, this drone of, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can be in this with you. I, I, I think I might need to break this off. It terrified him. Shook the ground under his, underneath his feet and made him behave in ways that he didn't like, trying desperate to please her, trying to find anything to fix it, to make it better, talking into the late night, trying to solve it all, work it out, being so diligent, studying everything about relationships. And, and it just felt hopeless. So here's what we did as the mentor. I have to tell you, I, I, I listened to his story and often I felt a sense of guilt. A sense of guilt because I had done that in my marriage. I had threatened to leave. I had been looking around for something better, feeling discomfort. I didn't know how else to express it to my wife. Even with all my training as a therapist, even with all all the ways that I taught other people to communicate from the heart and to cut through conflict, I found myself in my own marriage doing all those things, arguing, attacking, blaming, defending, stonewalling, all those things that are the horsemen of the apocalypse, according to the Gottmans, the relationship science experts who studied thousands of couples. I did all those things that you can do to accelerate the demise of a marriage. And I was trying so hard to turn that around. That's why I started a community of men. And that's why I sought out mentors like Paolo and others who can teach me, who can model for me. What does it mean to, to feel afraid to be in a relationship? And is there a way to stay and, and work through that, to heal that? Is it possible to overcome certain things or learn to accept your partner as they really are and not criticize them, try to tear them down? So here I was with Alex. And at one point, you know, I, I started feeling that guilt. I, I didn't know what to do with it. I started with all the skills and the science and the, I gave him the, the stuff that you get from any th good therapist any good coach. We worked on how to, how to stop trying to fix and accept, how to listen with empathy and care, and how to set boundaries and say no, and all of that. And he knew, he picked it up right away. He was a very smart guy. He still is. <laughs> Alex is brilliant. And he knew all these things, and it, it actually made it worse. because. In those moments where he would be triggered when she would threaten to pull the plug, he would revert to the fixer, the pleaser, and sometimes the critic, and try to hold on to her, try to save a sinking ship, as he would say. And it just made it worse. And then he would feel bad because I gave him all this advice, you see. And that's what I regret. That was my failure. One day, Things came to a head. I hadn't talked to Alex for a while. I thought, I thought naively things were getting better because I gave him all the tools, right? He's a smart guy. 
they called me up in the middle of the day and it was a, a very urgent text. I called him right back and he was in tears. It was a cold day in February. The sky was blue and the sun was strong and we went for a walk and he wept. I've never seen Alex weep. He's such a smart, brilliant guy, always thoughtful. Even when he talked about things that were hard, he always found ways to use words to describe it and analyze it and try to understand himself, his partner, the dynamics. But here was a man who looked broken, who had, stum had to stumble for his words, and I felt for him. I felt for him and we sat at a bench and in the park in the middle of the day, cold hands and crisp air. I saw his tears and I put my arms around him. I just tried to feel with Alex for the first time, really, what it must be like beyond my own guilt. The ways I've failed him and also the ways that I had done what his partner was doing to him. I was doing that in my marriage until just recently. So there I held him and I felt his grief, his terror. The boy inside of him didn't want to lose his love, his child, his partner, his family, his life. And it seeped into me. It seeped into me in a way that I could feel that same grief, that same fear, and realize that I had that too. Just my way, my way was to push love away, to reject before I could be rejected, to walk away before they could walk away. I felt shame arise in me, and there was time later to work through that shame and to unhook the hooks of guilt. But as I continue to work with Alex, and I don't even think of it as work, as we continue to walk, to be mentor and mentee, our relationship evolved. Alex became a member of our community, powerful and loving. Alex has been training as a mentor, learning to help other men. Alex has found his way to be able to say no and to ask his wife to stop threatening their relationship. That is not okay. That needs to stop. He's found his, his power. And yet there's still that vulnerability. After some time, after some months and years together and us becoming friends, allies, mentoring each other, we've come to a place these days we feel both that wound that I believe every man feels, every woman feels, everyone who has ever dared to love or have a deep, profound friendship or care for anyone in their life. When you open your heart fully, they could turn away. They can say, I don't want that. I don't like that. Ah. We can all stand to lose, lose it all. That's why intimacy is so dangerous, as Terence Real would say. So here we are, Alex and I, friends, 
really good friends in a fluid relationship of mentoring and supporting each other in different ways. And at this point in time, I'm aware of that wound, how we circle it, how unintended it comes out as sabotaging behavior, comes out as blame, attack, pushing our partners away, clinging to them, chasing them, trying to fix, trying to please. But once exposed, once the wound is licked and tended to, we're tender, we're vulnerable. We still struggle at times. And then over time, as that wound heals, we gain scar tissue. That part of us that is still so sensitive but strong, that knows it's better to love and lose than never to love at all, that dares to love, that sees the strength in being vulnerable and loving, even when our partner can't meet us there, can hold ourselves and hold each other. And being in community, that's what we do. Week after week, sometimes every few days we talk, we hold each other, remind each other of our love, of our strength, of our power. That wound ceases to be a wound. It just becomes our humanity. It doesn't go away. We, we can always lose our partners. And if we neglect them, if we don't meet them where they need to be met, we can make that more and more likely. We can always lose our partners. I had cancer a few years ago, and it terrified my wife more than it terrified me. Of course, I would feel the same way. So I want to honor Alex for his courage, for all that he's teaching me about being vulnerable, about being loving, generous of heart, big-hearted, brilliant mind and a big, big, beautiful fucking heart that dares to love. And there was one more thing to share with you in the story for now. There was a point when Alex felt most bleak and I felt most like I had nothing left to give him, to help him with that despair that he could lose it all, that he had done everything, that he was powerless and all of that. We both have a, a spiritual compass, come from different traditions. And, and I asked him, what's the deeper truth here? Because I, I had nothing left to say but to hold his grief and to cry with him. And he came up with this image. He looked up at the sky. There was a cloud that was passing the sun. The sun was so bright. And he thought about those times they have the fights at the middle of the night. They, they're sleep deprived. They're arguing and screaming and yelling and fighting and sleeping apart, waking up the next day hungover, cold, bruised and battered, trying to lick their own wounds. And, he, and yet, the sun rises again, he said. And even when the clouds are dark and the sky is black, the sun is there. And even when the sky is completely dark at night, the sun is still there. Behind the planet that we are on, the sun is always there. The love is always there. Whether we feel close or as distant 
on different planets and galaxies. Whether she stays or she goes, the sun is still there, he said. It's always there. Thank you for your most precious resource, your time. I hope you take to heart something from my story, perhaps daring to trust your own compass and seeking out the allies and the mentors to help you find your own true path in this crazy wild world. And you can find me tending to a community of extraordinary men committed to growing in leadership and love at PowerfulAndLoving.com. Till next time, I wish you all the power and all the love.